cliffcentral.com. Anthea, good morning, officially in your spot. Good morning. We find it so annoying we see things and everyone goes, hi, how are you doing? Meanwhile, we've been chatting for like five minutes. <laughs> yeah. oh. They're just making it formal. Good morning. How are you doing? <laughs> So odd, isn't he, sometimes? All right, let's carry on. We've got lots of business to talk about here. I want to start with cryptocurrency. Oh, really? Yes. Today, okay. you could buy a Bitcoin for $7,107. Ethereum will be sold to you for $412.46. And that's all I've got. Oh, <laughs> but should you buy it, Anthea? At your own peril. <laughs> Caveat emptor. That's the important bottom line. Right, let's get on to some real investment news, shall we? I want to start with a macro because last week, South Africa's unemployment number came out at a 15-year high, 27.2%. If you expand that to include discouraged work seekers, it is up to 37.2%. The Eastern Cape has the highest unemployment rate at 45.8%. Almost every wow. second person in the Eastern Cape is unemployed. Whoa. See, so lucky for you, you've got a job because youth unemployment declined to 31.6%. I mean, this country has a real issue. And what, it, what absolutely amazes me is how the politicians are not talking about this. So last week, Impala Platinum came out and released their results and said that they were cutting a third of their work- workforce over the next two years. And the Minister of Mines, Gwede Mantasha, turned around and said, well, this is completely unreasonable. How can Impala Platinum do this? Uh well, what was he expecting? Things like Exactly. Tough? I mean, it's like he thinks this is some personal vendetta that Impala's got against society. Exactly. No, it's called business, and you're making it very difficult to do business. And Impala Platinum basically are going to cut a third of their workers so that they can stay in business and keep the other two-thirds employed. Yeah. I, I, I really don't know what the politicians are thinking. You, you know, although we get it, right? We get that they're politicians first and – Everything else, second, third, fourth, the economy yeah, but, is way I mean, down look, the line. These, these are people who don't, we keep saying on the show, they have no other chance of getting employment in the rest of the world. They've never had to ever make anything for themselves. They've never had to start a business or be employable or do anything other than politics, which we know is a bullshit science. Yeah. And, and they just don't get it, unfortunately. And another thing that happened in the political world, which sent the RAND reeling, absolutely reeling last week, was that... At, I don't know, 10 o'clock at night, Cyril Ramaphosa got up and said that they were changing the Constitution or Section 25 of the Constitution to allow for land expropriation without compensation. And again, I say this. They're politicians first, and I get that. But there were so many things wrong about this. The first, First of all, actually, the Constitution already allows for land expropriation, by the way. The second thing is he, he he's, he's done it. In like kind of the dark, you know, that's very Jacob Zuma, old yep. style. I mean, whatever happened to Cyril Ramaphosa's New Dawn? Because um, that was his tagline, right? I get, I get that he's taking away the EFF's electioneering campaign, right? Because that's what the EFF, so he's, he's basically making the EFF toothless by, by coming out firmly and saying that the ANC will look to amend the constitution. But the problem is that the RAND is absolutely can't handle that sort of thing. And foreign investors don't like it. I mean, I would have thought that actually foreign investors would like the certainty, but but not with this kind of, not this level of changing constitution. But just imagine you were at Davos or whatever, and you had a single malt with Cyril. 
and Cyril's trying to peddle you the ways of this country. And then you see this headline coming out. You think, oh, is this guy on drugs? Yeah, you run for the hills, right? <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. And then, of course, around the world, there's a whole lot of macro um, economic stuff happening as well. The Fed unanimous, unanimously decided to keep interest rates unchanged, and the Bank of England raised interest rates. So we've got that going on. And then in China, they imposed more tariffs on U.S. imports. So now this trade war is really heating up. And just generally last week, it was a tough trading environment. and Lots going on. Sure. I watched this interesting – this is what I do now in my spare time. I watch these interesting YouTube videos about – the world and power players and mm-hmm. what and what geography means and trade wars and and like strange relationships that countries have with each other for certain reasons and china they've got such an interesting time ahead like considering where they've been the last sort of 50 years to where they are now and this whole power struggle with the u.s it's it's, it's going to be fascinating to see because there's no winners here really there's just egos we are well, absolutely. I also think it's going to be hugely interesting. China. I'll send you some of these clips, Cynthia. They're really please good. Please do, please. I also like that sort of thing. And then in company news, Liberty Holdings reported their first half results. Normalized headline earnings per share was up 5%. Stanlib, which is their asset management business, which we're always interested in, right? Um, assets under management fell by about 1%. Um, an okay result, really not that great. It's relatively cheap at the moment. It's trading on a forward 8.7 times price earning ratio. And you compare that to like a Sunlum, which is on 14.3. Similar to Old Mutual, which is trading at an 8.5. Although, and I say it's cheap, the problem is I see no immediate upside or no catalyst to take this share from where it's trading now to, I don't know, 10, 15% higher. So I'm going to kind of stay away from Liberty Holdings for a bit longer. And then the JSE reported, and this was interesting, because revenue grew by 6.8%. Um, HIPS was up 34% year on year, so definitely doing a lot in the cost cutting. And also they had a nice 31 million rand tax credit. But trading volumes were shocking. July trading volumes for the weeks were like down. The first week was down, and I'm just trying to remember off the top of my head here, like 15%. The second week was down 20%. The third week was down 18%. So really, I think what's happening at the moment is that investors, I don't think there's a flight of capital. I think investors are just sitting on their hands because they don't know what to do. Mm. And everyone's really nervous because we've had Steinoff, we've had Capitec, we've had Resilient, we've all these shares just plummeting. And and um, to kind of go out and find value on the stock exchange at the moment is difficult. I, I will admit it's it's not an easy task right now. I mean, even ten cent. I mean, not ten cent. Naspers is down like thirty percent this year, um, for no reason. The discount to ten cent just keeps widening, and there's no reason for it. I think really South Africans just don't know where to go or what's going to happen next. We're in such an uncertain environment, which is why when the politicians come out. And make statements at 10 o'clock at night on, by the way, the state broadcaster not holding a press conference like they normally should. Um, it, it really affects the market quite badly and investors just kind of run for the hills, I should say. That's what I was thinking. But I was also thinking, like, imagine being a real estate agent at the moment. Oh, no. You think, you think your life's tough. I think these guys, they mm. must be looking at that going, fuck. <laughs> just, that's In all, a word. That, that's all they got. Put it. That's yeah. all they got. Yeah. Jeez. Although, I, 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 you know, if you think about it, it probably in the next couple of months will be a buyer's market because if you are nervous about land expropriation 
and, and let's be honest, it's not about residential property. I mean, let's not blow this land no, expropriation story out of proportion. Yeah, we're going to get into it in the second hour. I've got a clip to play for you, and I'll give you some of my thoughts as well. But if you are nervous, if you're sort of short-sighted and wanting to sell your property, everybody else who's short-sighted and wanting to sell is yeah. going to want to sell desperately. So the market will be flooded with supply, and you could pick up some property for cheap maybe. Oh, look at Sia. Have you yeah, got your deposit ready? Girl, <laughs> got my deposit for a house in Alex. <laughs> That's all I can afford right okay, now. Nothing wrong with that. I don't know if there's anything wrong with that. <laughs> property is property. Okay. Yeah, okay. get on the ladder, pal. <laughs> um, and then over in the US on Friday, they reported jobless numbers, or in this case, jobs numbers, I should say, but they created another 157,000 jobs last month. I mean, it's just nonstop. It's so incredible what the US is doing. The, the economists were expecting 190,000, so slightly below expectations. And the unemployment rate fell to 3.9% again. So maybe, maybe, maybe Trump should just look after the Eastern Cape for like a month. Let's see what we can do with that 43%. <laughs> I'm not sure that this is... I'm Obviously not sure that this true. is Trump's if this is the Trump effect to be honest. I think this is still the effect from two years ago where they were growing and doing really clever things. Uh, I mean Yeah, but if you are Donald, he'll tell you it's him. Yeah, of course it's him, of course. You know. And they did also have their second quarter GDP rate above four percent, which was the best they've seen in a long time. So all very exciting in the US at the moment. And then two companies we need to talk about. First Tesla reported their shares rose 12% in after-hours trading. Phenomenal. Mm. And this is what it is. It's not that Tesla actually produced great results because really they actually didn't. They still made a loss, a huge loss. I don't know. Where, oh, a loss of $520 million. Ooh. I know, right? Um, considering that they'd made revenue of $4 billion, which is – up about $1.3 billion from the year before that. They still made a huge loss. But the issue is that our friend Elon Musk got up on stage and actually apologized in their results presentation. Apologized for, one, um, having a go at the uh, Thai diver. Two, for having a go at two analysts <laughs> who previously – had he had called one of them a boring bonehead, literally oh, in the results oh. presentation, and the other one he said were asking questions that were just so dry. And the reason for this is because the analysts obviously are probing; they want to know when this company is going to become profitable and when they're actually going to reach their um, targets that they've set out. So, and you know, Elon doesn't like being questioned. Quite so. something. Shout out to boneheads, though. Huh? That's, <laughs> you definitely got that from us. Do you think this was necessary? Well, he got it from you. What? What? How, he got he it just from said you. He, he got it from us. Yeah, Bonehead's a it's African slur, isn't it? Not? Uh, I don't know. Where, where else in the world do they get called boneheads? Um, I don't know. That's a exactly. Okay, you got me there. So South African is Budavos. <laughs> Was this necessary? Do you think? Well, see, I'm just trying to get some context to uh, Elon's insults. Okay. Gosh, so judgmental. No, I'm just asking simple questions. <laughs> And then the last stock we need to talk about is Apple. They posted their third quarter results on Wednesday. I think it was Tuesday or Wednesday. They generated revenue for the quarter of $53.3 billion. I mean, that is just spectacular. Uh, it, it's nonstop. 
Uh, Tim Cook said it was due to the sale of iPhones, due to wearables and services, and that's why they're going, they're doing so well. They sold 41.3 million iPhones, lower than expected, but at a higher selling price, which is making them money. Yikes. And two days later, Apple became the first U.S. listed company to reach a trillion dollar market capitalization. Wow. Which is incredible because it's about three times South Africa's GDP. So the one company Let's in the U.S. That is worth for a while. <laughs> three times South Africa's GDP. And also, it's quite amazing because in 1997, Apple was in fact almost bankrupt. And now there they are, a trillion dollars, the biggest company in the world. 21 years and look what happens. Jeez. Not terrible. So keep at it. (laughs) Make some iPhones, sell some iPods. (laughs) All right, guys, that's all I've got today. Thanks for some Monday morning inspiration, Anthea. Just carry on. 21 years, you could be worth tons. (laughs) Very nice, Anthea. Thank you very much. You can catch Anthea every Monday right here on the Gareth Cliff Show. Otherwise, cliffcentral.com. Cliffcentral.com.